If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am your host, Precious D, and we have yet again another special role-playing episode. Now, never fear, friends. This is not becoming a gaming show, but there just happen to be a lot of kaiju games going on right now. A lot of people we want to talk to, but we will be back at a regular time next week, and Honeybee will be here to talk about our next movie, which is Reign of Fire. So today I have with me Ed Jowett from Shades of Vengeance Games, and they have a game up on Kickstarter right now called Era Kaiju. Welcome to the show, Ed. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here, uh, and, and entirely unexpected for me. Um, I'm, I'm honored that you'd reach out and, and ask if I'd like to come along. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're glad to have you. So this is the latest in a series of Era D10 games, and it's a kaiju-based game where you play a kaiju. Some of our kaiju games, you're fighting against them. Some of them, you become one. This is one where you are a kaiju. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Era D10 system? Absolutely. So the Era D10 system was uh, created about 12 years ago. Um, and originally, I never really thought to myself, oh, I want to make loads and loads of role-playing games. I wanted to make one. I wanted to make a science fiction role-playing game. And I did. Um, however, after doing so, I sort of thought, well, there's a lot more I can do. And um, I decided to continue making games for as long as I had ideas. And... I'm now, I think, possibly in the situation where even if I live to be 100, I won't actually finish all of the ideas that I've got, uh, let alone the new ones that come along. Sure, sure. Fair enough. Never enough time for games. Never enough time. Know. You just do the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. It's obviously a D10-based system. It's a dice pool, is that correct? Uh, correct, yeah. It's, it's somewhat similar to the old World of Darkness version of the rules. Mm -hmm. However, I, while I am a big fan of that rule set, there, there are some things which I think that rule set does less well. And I think too often people want to do those things. Combat, for example, is something that I think is very weak in that system. So what I, what I decided to do when I made the rule set is take the, the best parts of that rule set and the best things about it that work mechanically and mathematically, and then build up my own rule set using uh, sort of the basis, but adapting things fairly significantly in some places so that it would be my way of doing things my my optimization i guess the one i would like to play 
Okay. And so when you're rolling your dice pool, what constitutes a success? So that varies based on the difficulty of the action. I suppose I'd say the standard is probably seven, Mm -hmm. but uh, for a harder action, it can go up to 10. And for an easier action, it can go down to sort of two. And do you ever need to get more than one success? Yeah, absolutely. The more successes that you get, the better the outcome. So let's say you're rolling seven dice um, and you roll three successes. Okay, that's quite good. You'll get a moderately good outcome. Let's say you roll five successes, you'll get a better outcome from that. Seven is known as an outstanding success. You know, the more successes you get, the better the better your outcome. Right. So both the target number and the number of successes needed can vary. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say the number of successes needed varies per se. I would more say that the number of successes, even one success is okay, it's good. But the more successes you get, the, the just the better result that you get as a result. Okay. So the, I don't see that as varying so much. As you look at the result okay. and you're, right. you're thinking about what the what the outcome is that extremely beneficial for a large number. I see. Yeah, some some dice pools you need a certain number of successes. Some just want any success is fine. Is fine. So uh, I, I understand. And the pool is based on what your your skills, your stats, both of those things. Your attributes and your skills. So um, uh, at least. Actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. That is true in Era D10, and if anyone is interested in Era D10, please go and look up uh, the Era D10 Fundamentals booklet. It's totally free. Anyone who wants to look at it can look at it. However, I'm gonna answer for Era Kaiju because Era Kaiju works on a slightly adapted version of the rule set. The reason being, I I don't really see Godzilla picking that many locks. It might just be me, but right. um, I've not really seen that happen terribly often. So I changed the way in which it works, and there are only attributes in Era Kaiju. You have six okay. attributes, and you will roll any two of those six. It might be double might, or it might be might and your Kaiju power, for example. But you'll roll any two of those attributes for any roll. That will define what your, uh, what your number of dice is. And you begin with um, five in one, four in another, three in another, and the rest are at two. So if you... You, you are you are not likely to roll fewer than four dice. There are a few occasions that could call that, cause that. I'm sorry, but most likely you'll be rolling somewhere between four and uh, I guess nine dice oh. uh, as a level one kaiju. Okay, okay. Uh, I tried downloading the uh, fundamentals package earlier, but I kept it kept telling me an invalid download link. So uh, I don't know what's oh, going on with that. That's but... annoying. I'm very yeah. sorry. Well, I'll have to go to fix that. After, after we're done talking, I'll go fix that. I don't quite know sure. what's wrong. Uh, yeah, I wanted to look it over uh, before we started. but having a, having a, a, a tantrum. Technology! So, oh, yeah. what, <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to do a kaiju game specifically? So, I, um, I'm only a relatively recent, I guess, addition to uh, the, the world of kaiju. I never really knew much about it. Mm-hmm. I sort of I'd, I'd seen the '90s Godzilla movie, the Hollywood one, uh-huh. uh, on TV when I was growing up, kind of thing. You know, I guess I would have been uh, early teenager kind of time, and um, I, I I watched the new legendary Godzilla movie uh, on the plane. You know, sort of on a plane is something to watch, and I thought, oh, this isn't bad. This is okay, and I got hold of uh, King of Monsters and watched that. Um, and yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, this is all right. And 
I ended up, I don't remember what the circumstances that caused it were, but I ended up having a chat with a friend of mine called Lucas. And he said, oh, Ed, oh, Ed, you have no idea <laughs> how crazy kaiju movies can get. And I said, oh, so uh, he and two other friends and myself, we had a, a, a kaiju movie night um, and we watched Final Wars and we watched okay. um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I actually haven't seen yet. And that sort of got me, when these three friends are around me, I'm often, I met all of them through making role-playing games. So they wouldn't be friends with me if I, if I hadn't made role-playing games in the first place. And um, I, 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 we were chatting about, oh, you'd never, so, someone said, I, I think I remember who it was, but I'm not going to name drop him because he'd feel bad. I think he said, oh, you'd never be able to put kaiju on a tabletop. I just thought to myself, how would I do it? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought it was actually quite a fun idea that is a little different to... Once you've made a certain number of games, you always are thinking, right, am I really adding something or am I just copying what I already did? Am I bringing something new to life? Or am I just going, here's another way of making the same thing again? Well, that's a bit pointless, it might be argued. So I, I thought to myself, no, no, you know what? I, I, don't, I haven't done anything quite like this. The, the nearest is, is Era the Empowered, which is my superhero game. But it's not really superheroes, is it? Uh, Kaiju are superpowered, but they've got different challenges and, and thoughts to a human superhero. Sure. Ironically, um, actually, the the first kaiju to come to life through the era D10 rule set was in Era the Empowered. There was a person who could turn into a kaiju, um, and that was his power. So, <laughs> ironically, um, I had done a little bit of that, but I thought, look, I, I there are some mechanics I would want to put in being a kaiju, like how humanity reacts to you and so on that don't really exist yet. I want to do something a little bit different, a little bit unusual, I guess. And that's that's where I started sort of putting together Era Kaiju and the idea of Beta Kaiju rather than Alpha Kaiju and the idea of humanity and how they behave and how confidence works, particularly the idea of healing. I, I, I think all of these are very interesting and different ways of approaching a game and then i picked up some things that i already have you know i already have the confidence mechanic in era liars but i treat it very differently in era kaiju it's the same concept really but it's treated quite differently it, it, i i came up with the ideas around um how you have powers and and execute those powers i i thought about weapons and what you're using as a kaiju if you're using a weapon i thought about how stories might look when you're playing as a kaiju or a, gr a group of kaiju was the point and ultimately you you can ask me a lot of questions about why beta kaiju exists and why you play as beta kaiju and ultimately the reason is that in my opinion it is better game design to scale down the player than scale up the enemy if you imagine everyone was godzilla and had four or five kaiju powers the enemy just has to be so ridiculous to fight four or five of you that you're not you're yeah. not having fun anymore at that point. If you're a little weaker and you're really working hard to defeat a powerful enemy, I think you're having a lot more fun. Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds good. That sounds good. 
Uh, now, <laughs> so you've just recently come into uh, kaiju fandom. Uh, th- that's interesting, but you um, liked it enough. You wanted to make a, a game about it. Absolutely, and I, I, I should say I went away and studied a few other movies after Final Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you have a favorite kaiju? I am really partial to King Ghidorah. Um, now you could argue that's because okay. uh, you know when when I'm allowed on the player side of a role playing game, I can be a bit of a power gamer sometimes. But I just the idea of this alien creature that landed on Earth and it's 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 uh, speaking as a writer, one of the funny things about about a lot of characters is is they end up being the same character. Uh, Mewtwo and King Ghidorah are really the same character in essence. There are many many others, but um, yeah, King, King Ghidorah landed on Earth. Uh, at least in let's take the obviously there are different continuities. Um, let's take the legendary one as an example. It landed on Earth. It it fought with various alphas and and then got defeated and was frozen in ice only to come back and then take over again and it's it's never it never gave up on that possibility and it it fights and fights and fights so i i do i do do like king Ghidorah for the the tenacity i suppose it's also the one that comes out when you know it's going to be i mean Again, with any narrative thing, you know, Godzilla's fighting King Ghidorah, you know that Godzilla's going to win. It's not really a question. However, you know, you know that he comes out at the climax at that moment where the big fight's about to happen. That's always exciting. And did you uh, find that you had a particular film that was your favorite? I I think it's, it's hard for me to say anything other than Final Wars for this because it was such a revelation to me. I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy yes. as a movie. Um, and and it revels in that insanity. And and while, you know, you can you can watch the original Godzilla or Godzilla Minus One or or many of the other more serious ones where Godzilla is it's it's symbolic. Me personally, I think kaiju movies are better when they're less serious. That's that's my personal opinion. I have no issue with someone who likes the more serious movies at all, but I really do like something that's a little bit, a little bit insane because the whole idea of giant creatures wandering around and fighting each other is insane. Uh, Reign of Fire, as you mentioned earlier, good good example. I love that movie. If you're counting that as a as a kaiju movie, um, I, I I have been introduced to kaiju movies quite a lot earlier than I realized. Um, I've always enjoyed that movie. We don't do a whole lot of dragon movies on here, but I just I decided to include that one because there's not too many. We're going chronologically through the history of these movies. We started with King Kong, and we are up to 2002. So we'll be getting to Final Wars, but there's not that many in the early 2000s. So we decided to go ahead and include those those dragons. But uh, that's absolutely fair enough. I mean, that's yeah. it's a really cool idea you had, and I, I'd be you know, it's it, it made me want to do it. Do you know what I mean? It made me want to actually sit down and actually go through them one by one and and watch them and think about it. And yeah, I I, I watched several, um, but it's it's actually just been pointed out to me today that there was at least one that I'd never actually been aware of or heard of, um, and I've gone and forgotten what the name of it is. It's it's named after it's Godzilla versus 
and it's a giant plant. It's a giant plant kaiju. I've forgotten the name of it now. Oh, I'm so bad with names. It, it was Biolanti. That one can sometimes be hard to find. Uh, a lot of them are streaming right now, but um, Godzilla vs. Biolanti sometimes is, is hard to find because of various rights issues. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, so I'm not sure if it's streaming right now because one of the services announced they were going to be having it and then it didn't seem to be there. Oh, did so, you have to miss uh, it out on your on your chronological journey then? No, no, I have a, I have a copy of it. I, I, ah, I have a copy. Good, good. Is it a good movie? Um, yeah, yeah. Some people, uh, some people's favorite. They really like it, but it's kind of crazy because he's basically fighting a giant rose with the soul of a yep. girl in it. <laughs> no, definitely. It, uh, it sounds really, really weird, but like I said, I think kaiju movies in some ways are best when they're really, really weird. <laughs> And it's hard to beat flying submarines with a drill on the front and laser cannons. Yeah. For weird. Uh, yeah, if you can't find it officially, you may find it archived somewhere on the internet by some organization. That would be highly convenient. The Criterion Collection just released a digital version of, of that collection on Vudu and the other streaming services. You can get the whole thing. All right. That's all the, the uh, Showa-era movies for about $100. Mm. It's around uh, two, 150 to 200 for the physical set, but it doesn't come with digital codes. So, let's see, your your Kickstarter ends when? Two weeks from today. Yeah, just about when we, you know, when we yes. wrap up is just about when we're, uh, uh, when the Kickstarter ends, but two weeks from now. Yes, March 17th, 4 p.m. Central Time is when it wraps up. Uh, you're well over your goal, but there's all kinds of stretch goals to unlock if you get some more backers. So, of course, we will put a link in the show notes. Three, 300 was really, it was really just, just enough to do that print run. And mm. I, this might come as a shock, but I don't create role-playing games for the huge amounts of money that it gives me. <laughs> Shockingly, it does not really, it does not really make any money. It's not about money. It's about creating something that people can enjoy and bring to their tabletop. So that means that when I have success like this, I'm reinvesting it back into the game or maybe the next game in some cases. But in this case, I'm trying to bring more material to you for this game so that you can enjoy it. You can have fun more than if I'd just made that base 300 pound goal. So yeah, already we're, we've added two of my other games, which I think you could easily and interestingly combine with Era Kaiju. Mm -hmm. And we've also added a bestiary. We're just about, uh, really, it's it's like one more backer or two more backers. And we'll be uh, adding four more to our already four creature bestiary. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, I've mentioned much. this many times on the show, but uh, you would not have heard it. Last year, I did a presentation at G-Fest on kaiju and role-playing games mm -hmm. and uh, okay. i've submitted to do an update panel there's been enough new things that have come out since then that i could do a whole presentation on new games that have come out since last year so uh, if they accept that panel submission i will be including this game in that panel fantastic that sounds brilliant so, and there there's a video up on youtube of last year's panel it's it's funny a, a lot of people don't 
a lot of people don't know of any kaiju role-playing game if you ask them mm-hmm. um but it's it's definitely the case that kaiju are more popular now and that you're in general popular than i think they've yes. been in in a long time uh godzilla minus one yeah yeah the, there's so the much coming out. going on and and yeah uh, yeah, they're they're there. If you st- once you start looking for them, you realize there's a lot more than you you thought. But uh, of course, compared to your typical elf game, there's still not cool. nearly as many. Uh, but they are there, and you can you can find one with a rule set to fit your tastes. And uh, they're 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 all great, which is why I wanted to do a, that presentation on them to let let people know, people who are interested in both Absolutely. things that uh, that it's out there well is there anything ed that you want to add before we wrap things up here today uh just thank you everyone for sitting and listening to me for 20 boring minutes of ed talking i am so pleased to be invited on here really just anyone who's looking around and going oh that looks interesting that's to me that's why i'm doing this right so yeah please come along check out irakaiju if it sounds interesting to you D10 dice pool system, that's what it's here for. And yeah, become a kaiju, stomp around, do your thing. Try not to stomp to humans, that's bad. But um, yeah, no, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it, and and thank you for your time. Thank you for being here, Ed. Ed's here all the way from the UK, so we had to do one of those weekend deals where we none, neither of us would be asleep and up in the middle of the night to do this. So uh, as I said, we'll put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes and up on the website please take a look at that game and consider backing it thanks again ed for being here folks i have been precious d remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements please don't misuse science we will not see you but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time go You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.